0: You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network, where we share stories of people becoming who they were made to be. My name is Emily Cummins. This week, Taylor Snodgrass is sharing his becoming story. Taylor works as the multi-site creative director at Cross Point Church in Nashville, Tennessee, where he lives with his wife, Heather. He is passionate about being a constant learner And leading others to excellence in the church and their everyday lives. He is also the co founder of Pixel Kit Media, which exists to help the church cut through all the noise in our world with affordable, cutting edge design elements. Here is my conversation with Taylor Snodgrass. Well, hey Taylor, welcome to the Becoming Me podcast. How you doing?
1: I'm good, Emily. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be uh, chatting with you today.
0: Well, I'm excited to chat with you, and you know, as we've talked, you're no stranger to the Becoming Me community. Um, your wife Heather is on my Becoming team, and you've contributed in numerous ways over the last few years. As we've either been picking your brain on a guy's perspective, or you even contributing to the blog itself. So. I'm excited to just chat with you and, you know, I shared your bio earlier, but I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about Taylor. Like, what are some of the fun things about you?
1: Um, Well, I, uh, Heather and I have a a little pup named Willet who's staring me down right now as he's (laughs) unsure as who I'm talking to, but uh, he, uh, we've had Willet. he's a little golden doodle for about um, about a year now and um, he is our only child, so to speak. And uh, so, yeah, we live in Nashville and, and love living in Nashville. For me, um, after um, after we're done chatting today, I'm actually going to head out and play a little bit of golf, which is my like weekend uh, disconnect kind of time and um, spot for for me to go out and just be and um, hang out and be away from work and all those things. Uh, I've, I've loved playing golf since I was little. And um, that's really kind of one of my one of my favorite things to do outside of. You know, work and things like that.
0: That's awesome. I've also seen you are a pro at like home projects too. Like Chip and Joanna Gaines got nothing <laughs> on Taylor and Heather.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do love, I do love me a good project. Um, it's been so cold. Then the winter here in Nashville has actually been like a little bit colder since I've lived here anyway. And so we have some like different things sitting around the house that are just waiting to be done. Um, so <laughs> I just needed to warm up a little bit so I can, I can uh, get to making a project. But I've always got something spinning. Even if I have finished something else, it's like, okay, when can we do the next thing?
0: That's pretty cool. I like seeing all the pictures of what you are making. And I'm always kind of like, man, I need Taylor to come to Florida and just like help make some cool things down here.
1: Yeah, it's so. fun. It's fun to just make something from scratch. And just look at it and be like hey i made that that's pretty cool
0: that's awesome i love it now your wife heather is like a crazy awesome runner and uh she inspires me to run do you run too or you just cheer her on
1: no i'm not a runner okay i know that it's good for me but there is almost nothing i hate more (laughs) like i heather more power to you and like run all run to your heart's content but i just hate it so much
0: Well, everybody needs a cheerleader too, and you do a really good job of cheering her on in all of her races. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I, I try, to, try to support as long as she doesn't make me run with her.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, you know, I've had the privilege of knowing you and Heather for honestly the last several years. We met when I was living in Las Vegas at the time, and so we've remained friends as I've moved. You guys have started different careers. Um, so I've had the privilege of following your journey and your story. But I would love for you right now to unpack your story. What has made Taylor who Taylor is today?
1: I, uh, I grew up in northwest Pennsylvania in a little small town, um, which uh, obviously I don't live there anymore, but um, it was it was a really small town. But I always talk to my parents and about it and say, like, it was a great place to grow up, um, ended up having great friends and just a really great community there. Um, and really getting involved in the church uh, around when I was in fifth grade and um, started volunteering in the kids' world and started leading worship in the kids' ministry um, through middle school and then more and more at quote-unquote big church um, as I got older and things like that. But uh, I think one of um, the—I remember when I was little, like maybe sixth or seventh grade, Thinking to myself one day in a church was like, oh, it would be cool to work at church because you would just be connected to Jesus all the time. And for those of, I'm sure you know, many people are listening who work in church and know that that is not the case. <laughs> yeah. That I don't, uh, church is you know where I've worked, but I would I would say that it's um, it's uh, it's tough to separate those things a lot of time, and even to not take the uh, the Jesus side of it and make it um make it only work or not only work and those things um so that was a cute little notion that i had when i was uh when i was little but it ended up coming down the line um i interned with crosspoint in 2013 um i had never been to nashville i'd actually never attended crosspoint i worked as an intern for a week before i ever went to a service um but had found them online i was like yeah that looks cool um And it was just totally, uh, like totally a God thing, um, for me to, for me to be part of that team, um, in this, in that summer when I interned, uh, I loved, loved living in Nashville. It's such a great town. I loved working with the team at Crosspoint. And, uh, when I left, it was one of those things where it's like, man, I just have, okay, one more year of school and then I can get back to Nashville and work with the team again, uh, as kind of as soon as possible, um, so yeah, I just, I just had a great experience and, and really enjoyed working in the church, but enjoyed working with the people of the church, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then in 2014, um, it's kind of funny. I, you know, planned to move back to Nashville and honestly didn't really have a job or anything super lined up other than like, I really loved Crosspoint. I don't know if they have a job for me, but I'm just going to go back there and kind of be like, Hey, I'm still around. I'd love to, Love to work with you guys. Um but before that, Heather um reached out to me. We had interned together and um she reached out to me and said, Hey, I'm doing this trip where I'm traveling across the uh across the country interviewing churches about what they're doing to reach like twenty somethings and millennials. Like, do you wanna come? And I was like, Well, I graduate in like three months and I don't have anything else to do, so yeah, let's do it. Um And I, uh, at that point, I mean, we weren't dating nothing, none of that stuff. Um, we were just friends at an intern together and so she was planning to do this trip and there was another girl, um, that went with us, uh, as we, as we traveled the country and everybody told us before we went, like, you guys are going to fall in love. You're going (laughs) to, you know, you're definitely going to end up dating blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I mean, okay, if it happens, it happens. If not. Like, not, I didn't, you know, it wasn't Taylor's grand scheme to make it happen. Yeah. Um, but Heather was very adamant. She was like, no, we are not dating. No. Like, not on the trip, not after the trip, never. We are being professional. This will never, ever happen. The whole time I'm like, okay, like, you know, whatever you say, boss. <laughs> Which has proved well now that we are married. Just that same attitude. Like, yeah, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but she was very adamant about it, but you when you spend ten weeks traveling the country together it is uh you know I said we were either going to end up dating or we were gonna absolutely hate each other yeah. so um we ended up dating uh and got married um about a year and a half later um after we were done after we were done awesome. traveling and um in that time uh it's kind of crazy how I ended up at crosspoint because I had actually accepted a job in nashville um over the course of our trip in the middle in like july i did a phone interview i remember um at my one of my friends from college at his rehearsal dinner um i did a phone interview oh. with this uh with someone in nashville and they were like yeah it's great so it was a full-time like paid internship for like a year and so I was like, okay, cool. Like you know, not going to be my forever job, but I'll uh, I'll get to Nashville and get to be involved in CrossPoint and those things. And um, I was I moved down here on Friday and Saturday, when I was supposed to start on Monday. I went to church on Sunday, and um, Stephen Brewster was, was a creative arts pastor at the time, and he and I had worked together when I was an intern and. I saw him a little bit at church that day, and then I'm hanging out after church in the afternoon. And he texts me, and he's like, hey, how committed are you to that other job? <laughs> and I was like, uh, hours a week for how long? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, uh, you want to come work with us instead? And I was like, um, let's talk about this because, like, is that a real thing? If so, yes. I mean, that's why I'm here. But um, I, I don't think that I, I thought about it like a ton and was stressing about it. Um, and he told me a little bit about the position and he's like, I think you'd be perfect for it, blah, blah, blah. And when he told me about it, uh, I was just kind of like, okay, I don't, I don't know what to do. I like talked to Heather. I was like, Heather, what do I do? Um, I talked to my parents. I was like, guys, I'm like gonna potentially quit a job that I haven't even started, which is not awesome to tell someone the day before. Hey, sorry, not coming. Um, and then I still needed to, like, you know, go through the interview process for um, the job at Crosspoint to ensure that, uh, you know, everyone is following the processes. And it's not just like, yep, there's a job. Here you go. Right. Um, yeah. So I called up this other job and said, I am so sorry, but I am not coming tomorrow. And uh, I, like, didn't seek this out. It was just, like, placed in my lap. I'm so sorry. I felt so so bad. I'm. I, I tend to sometimes be a people pleaser, mm-hmm. so I felt so so bad. Oh no! And if you're listening to this, and I quit your job <laughs> before I started, I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh no! Um, but it really was just like I said earlier, just such a God thing. Um, where I uh had you know this ing- didn't have anything necessarily lined up right after I graduated, so I hopped on this trip which was incredible to um, experience, you know, traveling the whole country. And then um, we visited, I think, like 18 states. And that's where, Emily, we met in yeah. Las Vegas and um, in, interviewed, I mean, leaders at, I think, over 40 churches. Like, it was, it was incredible to, to travel and experience that, but then also just kind of what we learned about the church and um, across the country and, and how they're reaching those 20-somethings was amazing. And then to come to Nashville for, um, you know, what I thought was one reason and then God to just, um, kind of step up and be like, Hey, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for getting here. Here you go. Like, you're not going to have to wait six months or, you know, nine months to, to end up working at Crosspoint where you want to work was, um, was really cool and, and encouraging. And it's something that I actually fall back on quite a bit, um, to, to think about like just that faithfulness whenever, whenever things, uh, seem to be on a downturn, um, that, that, that kind of time of my life was, um, just a show of, of faithfulness and, um, and just God listening, um, was really cool. So at this point though, that was almost four years ago.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: (laughs) I know, which is like so weird and crazy to think about and talk about, but, um, for the past uh, four years, I've been working at Crosspoint and doing um, a lot of different things, which is perfect for me. Uh, as I think you said earlier in my bio that I just love learning and, like, mm-hmm. being a constant learner, which, like, sounds kind of nerdy. But it's, it's um, super true. I've done – this is my third position that I'm now in at Crosspoint in, wow. like, almost as many years just because I've um, – always just kind of gone into like, Hey, what else can I learn and like do? And just, um, looking for a new challenge is something that, uh, really, um, gets me kind of like fired up and keeps me engaged and interested. Um, if I have something else and that's also a little bit why we started pixel kit media. Cause it was one of those things like, we think this is a great idea. Um, and starting a business would be a new challenge, which after many trips to the state tax office and the licensing bureau. Like it was maybe as fun as I thought it would be in that stage, but um, definitely, definitely has been fun since then. So that is kind of, those are some like broad strokes overview of um, yeah. Kind of how I got to, um, to where I am now living in uh, Nashville with Heather.
0: I love it. And I mean, four years ago, it feels like yesterday that I met you guys for the first time.
1: I know that like, is. Yeah, it's so crazy.
0: Time has flown. I remember receiving a text from Jenny Katrin saying, hey, there's this girl, Heather. She interned with me at Crosspoint. You've got to meet her. You guys would be friends. And that she shared the story that you just shared. You were traveling across the country, interviewing all these churches. And um, I knew literally before even meeting you and Heather that I was going to love Heather. And uh, that was so true and I've loved just journeying with you guys over the last several years and then watching just your results from that trip across the country and seeing what the trends were um with millennials in the church and then watching both of you get engaged in the local church at Cross Point.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, we actually I actually proposed in the no in the way. actual church like where we um one of the things that Heather and I would have to do when we interned have to do. One of the things that we did was um we would always set up for like every Tuesday, we do a big staff lunch uh-huh. with our all of our campuses come together. And so Heather and I would always pop down and help Ashley Warren um, set up for staff lunch. So that was like right where staff lunch always happened when we interned was where I proposed.
0: That's so cool. I love that. And it's a part of your story. And I love how you even shared, you know, watching God's faithfulness and you wanted so badly to work at Crosspoint. And you didn't have that job offer when you initially chose to move there, but you were being faithful and obedient to what you felt God put on your heart, not knowing how long or short it would take to get there and how cool that God was just like, all right, Taylor, like you're listening, you're being obedient to me. And he opened up that door more quickly than you would have dreamed, which is really cool.
1: And I probably, I, I probably wish that I was better at that all the time, um, of of doing that I think um, even just in this year uh, our our pastor at Crosspoint Kevin Queen um, mm-hmm. challenged our staff at our staff Christmas party to think of like a word for 2018
0: Okay.
1: Um, he's like so this is something that our family does every year and he said I think like I'd love for us to do it kind of as a team and so Heather and I were talking about it and the word we landed on was like vision mm-hmm. um, and just this idea of like uh, for me working at Crosspoint was like yeah, this is like this is the goal. And then I started working at CrossPoint and now I'm wanting to know like what's the vision for me working long term at CrossPoint? Like what is the vision of like what I can do in my role there or a different role there or whatever that may be? Like what is kind of the long term um sort of sort of vision and plan for like okay, like yeah, I work there, but like how can I not just work there? Like what is the like impact that I'm going to make um at Crosspoint or, you know, kind of even wherever I work, just, you know, God, what do you have for, like, my impact? Um, and one of the things that I've been having to learn a little bit is that, like, I might not actually get to know all of that mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as I, right. like, want to. And, like, I can make that my word. But God um, is is trying to teach me, like, hey, you have to trust just each and every step. Um, yeah. There's a, a friend of mine illustrated it really interesting. Um, About a year ago, we did an event called uh, One Church at Crosspoint, and we were talking about um, the verse that says, like, he's a lamp unto my feet, light unto my path. And uh, one of the guys that I work with said, he's like, that verse says that it's a lamp unto your feet, not like a flashlight to your destination, Um, which I was like, man, that is really good. And then our, uh, our executive pastor, Kevin Cook, So many Kevins at Crosspoint. (laughs) Kevin Cook uh, illustrated that. And at One Church, the whole room was dark and he had a lamp. And he could just see kind of the next step, like, in Mm -hmm. front of him. And I was like, man, that is, like, really, like, I'd never thought of it that way. But um, really, really difficult to live out. Um, And just trying to understand, like, it's one step at a time. And ultimately, you have to trust that, like, God's plan is good. God's plan is like each step is not in a direction that is going to harm, make your life difficult, you know, might make your life difficult sometimes. But, you know, ultimately not to make you not for the worse is ultimately for um, your good and your um, ability to kind of prosper.
0: I love that illustration. And it's so true. That's how I feel about becoming um, and just the word and the journey. You know, often we think that we need to have our lives figured out and the grand scheme, like we need to know what our 10 year plan is, our 20 year plan. And I mean, to me, becoming is what you just said taking the very next step in front of you with that lamp. And you might not know what five steps from now look like, but the next step you can take and be faithful and obedient to that. Um, so, you know, in light of what you just shared, what does becoming me mean to you?
1: Um, I, th- I mean, I think that a lot of it is just that idea of, like, trusting and trying to take the next step. Um, I stress a lot about um, if you're familiar with Enneagram at all. Oh, yeah. The Enne- I'm, uh, I'm an Enneagram 3, which is, like, okay. the achiever, um, yep. which i feel like it's probably typical with most people who know their enneagram it's like i hate that fact like i (laughs) want to be more you know some other number something like that and uh but because of that i want to like know what are my steps to achieve x goal or what are my like what are my steps to get to you know where i want to be and how do i get there and how do i make it happen and all right let's go yeah um But I think that for me, it's, it's learning uh, to trust kind of each step and also learning that like this, just if I take a step that ends up being like, you know, off track or something like God's still going to use that God can and wants to and still like, you know, it's not that he's sitting up there like, oh, step right. And then I step left and he's like, well, I'm out. Sorry, you're on your own. Right. Like it's so, um, it's comforting to know that that's not the case. That doesn't make it less like that. I necessarily think that way all the time. Um, I wish that I, I wish that I could, kind of talk myself into into trusting that more and more. Um, but it's for me just trying to understand that as I as I move along, if I step, um, you know, off of. I, 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 and I don't know. It's as I step, not necessarily off the track, but um, um, as I step, maybe not where where God thought I was going to mm-hmm. step, or something like that. That He is not just going to abandon and say, "Well, right. you're on your own now." Like there's a there's a there's a plan, and there's um, and and the plan is really for for God to be faithful in in all the things um, of my life, regardless of where uh, where that takes me and Heather.
0: I love that. That's a really cool description. And, you know, if you were having a cup of coffee, um, or you're at your favorite breakfast spot in Nashville, whatever the case may be, um, you're hanging out with another person on their own becoming journey. What would you say to encourage them?
1: Um, I think that for me, I, it would, it would be a lot of, um, it's not a super practical, uh, Advice that you can go and implement, but it's, it's learning how to trust, mm. um, learning how to, um, you know, how to, how to do your part, but, um, learning how to, how to also be okay with, um, putting all the pressure on yourself. I think that's one thing that I do a lot is put pressure on myself to make the right decision, whether it be a small decision in my job or whether it be a big you know, life decision or something like that. I put myself on, um, even like when I was getting ready to to propose to Heather, I was like, okay, am I like, is this the right decision? Like, is this, uh-huh. and it's like, well, yeah, it's the right decision. You want to be with her? Yeah, okay, it's the right decision. Like,
0: right, right. And you don't
1: have to stress that much about it. Um, and if, you know, you make a quote unquote wrong decision, that it's okay. Like, God is going to use all things, and God can can use all things for His His glory and His good. Um, I heard someone say at one time that like, how little do you think of God that you think that your like one decision can't be used by Him? Wow! And I was like, man, that like that was really challenging for me. It's because if I'm if I'm thinking that like you know my impact on the world and the way God's going to use me is determined by the way that I step and the decisions that I make, mm-hmm. like I've. I have too small of a view of God and too, um, too limited, like a scope of what, what he can and wants to do through me.
0: That's powerful.
1: Yeah. I thought, I thought that was so good. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's, and that was, that's, but that's a big challenge, especially like I said, just um, knowing myself and knowing that I want to make all the right decisions and, and frankly, too, I, I grew up and I don't remember if I mentioned this earlier or not, but um, if not, I grew up like as an only child, which mm. I know is for many people who are listening, like all of the red flags are going up. But I <laughs> promise I'm really normal, um, which doesn't sound like I'm really normal if I have to say it. <laughs> but I grew up as an only child and um, the, consequently that has made me like really independent um, And want to like do things for myself and i'm not always great at asking for help if i want or need help really um and so that idea that like okay i have to do my part so that god will do his part Mm. um, is really ingrained not from like a you know improper teaching of who god is or anything like that but just my personality is resistant to that idea i feel like i have to hold up my end of the bargain
0: Mm, yeah no that makes a lot of sense Um, And I love what you're talking about. And it's cool to even look back and see this woven through your story um, of trusting God with the next step and being faithful and just taking the step, um, not overanalyzing, not overthinking it. I'm a one on the Enneagram, so I can definitely relate to what you're saying as a three um, and just wanting that perfection side. And that's why you know, I love becoming because it's gritty and messy and it's not always planned perfectly. And there are, you know, steps taken that looking back, I'm like, oh, why did I do that? But I can't go back. I can take the step in front of me and trust God um, to be faithful to continue to guide me on the journey. And I I love that you would unpack that with someone else. Um, You know, in your story, you shared that you've changed roles multiple times at, at Crosspoint. And, um, now you're the multi-site creative director. Walk me through what, what a day in Taylor's life looks like.
1: It is different every day. Um, and I feel a little bit like I, um, part of my job is just to kind of like help our team fill gaps. Um, I, uh, so when I started, I was our project manager Uh on our team. Um, and so in May, um, I, ended up starting to lead our project managers. Um, as the, as the multi-site creative director, I was leading our project managers was like, that seems kind of weird, but I'd done it before. And, um, so I'd, I'd moved into like leading that team, uh, which I was like, okay, cool. Like we'll figure it out how that, how that all plays together. Um, but one of the things at its core is that I work with all of our campuses to, um, to make sure that, like, whenever someone attends Crosspoint, whether it be Crosspoint in Dixon, Tennessee, or Franklin, um, or Mount Juliet, we have five campuses. Whenever someone mm-hmm. attends one of our campuses, that it is feeling like Crosspoint. One of the things we really believe is in, like, the local, like, local, local church, like your t- hometown kind of church, um, just because we we believe um, pretty strongly that people are going to, like, if you want to reach people and people want to invite their friends, it's a lot easier to say, hey, will you come to church with me? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. right over by the Home right. Depot in Bellevue. Yeah, And they're like, oh, yeah, I know where that is. I go to that Home Depot all the time. Rather than, hey, will you come to church with me? Okay, cool. It's a 25-minute drive down, you know, to downtown right by the Titan Stadium where our broadcast campus is.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so we believe um, that having church... Is, churches in communities is, is really important. Um, so it's my job to make sure that people are um, able to bring friends to their, their local campus and um, make sure that, you know, the experience everywhere is consistent in the same so that people aren't, you know, driving from yeah. all, over, all over the place to, to just come to one campus or something like that. In a nutshell, that is kind of the multi-site side of things. Um, okay. I also work with our uh, designers and our video team, um, and kind of help equip them with any and all information that uh, that they need, so that they can um, do what they do best, which is just make really cool stuff all the time. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, they work as they work as part of my team, and um, yeah, and then just wherever I can um, kind of help support the the other members of our creative team, um, with communication and music and production and just all of those things. Uh, we, um, we work really, really collaboratively, which is, um, which is really great. We, uh, we have like a lot of, a high trust with each other, um, on, on our team. And, and, um, it gives us a chance to make some, some pretty cool stuff whenever we're able to do that. And, uh, yeah, so that is kind of my role. It I know it probably sounds like a little ill defined. Um <laughs> no, but
0: No, it makes sense to me.
1: That's also I think a little bit of working in church is that uh you just kinda of take it every day as it comes and One hundred percent. It might be, you know, totally different than it was yesterday, but it's gonna be good.
0: And that makes it fun too. Um you know, so you're also the co founder of Pixel Kit Media, which I absolutely love. And I love we've partnered with you with Becoming Me.tv and you've made some awesome graphics um, for us. So, walk me through Pixel Kit Media. Like, you mentioned a little bit about why you launched, but um, when did you launch? What's the big idea? You know, all the stuff about Pixel Kit.
1: So, um... The We used to um, have a designer on our Crosspoint team named uh, Sarah. And mm-hmm. Sarah and I were talking one day just about, like, design in general and design in the church. And um, we were saying, man, like, it is expensive to hire and contract designers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if you just want a great Christmas graphic, you know, it could be on the, on the low end, like, a couple hundred bucks or, you know, more. You know, as much as you want to spend, right, really, right. It, it's expensive to to get really, really great quality design. But if you look around, you know, there are the Nikes of the world that you know have that budget and are mm-hmm. advertising and using it and in getting their message out there um, with eye-catching um, design that people people want to engage and that communicate something. We said, um, you know, there the the church was at one time the leader in um, design and in kind of visual arts and just art in general. Um, And it's a shame that that is uh, so hard to come by just because Mm -hmm. of finances, because, you know, working in the church, the budget is tight a lot of the time. Um, Which just that's the reality. And uh, paying a designer, you know, a thousand bucks to do your next series is not always um, the best use of that whenever you need you know, someone to run the kids ministry, like that's probably more important than just having a great looking design. Um, so it was birthed out of that kind of tension. And as Sarah and I, Sarah is an incredibly talented designer. Um, she is the design brain behind all the stuff that you that you see kind of with Pixel Kit Media. She's incredible. Um, and so we were talking and I said, well, I was like, what if we created something that people could just subscribe to for, you know, 20 bucks a month or something like that where it's like, can, I, I think they'd be almost hard pressed to find someone who can't afford 20 bucks a month, 200 bucks a year, whatever it is to, um, to add that to the budget for a lot of resources that you can, that they can use to, to kind of cut through all of that noise and and at least be on that level of, um, eye catching things that, uh, that kind of promote, promote the church, the local church. Um, and one of the things that we had known working in church, both of us for a little while, was that, uh, that a lot of times uh, whenever you see uh, some art or something like that, it's like, oh, that's cool. But I don't know if I would have called my series that. Or I don't know if I want to call Christmas Eve, you know, Silent Night. Right. I want to call it Noel or whatever it is. It's like, what if we created something that people could actually just kind of customize themselves? Like, we'll give, here are the resources. Here are, um, here are all of the pieces. Here's every single layered Photoshop file that you could ever need. Awesome. And if you have an issue that you need, like I actually just had um, someone email me about a week or two ago that was saying, hey, we downloaded this for Easter, but I cannot get the size of the cross to change. What is going on? Oh, no. um, and I kind of troubleshot it with her and, uh,
0: awesome.
1: and it was just like, yeah, OK, like it was this one thing that I do all the time whenever like I'm not great like Sarah is in the whole like design realm. Um, But it was just this one little, little control that she had changed. So we want to equip people the best that we can um, Mm -hmm. so that they're, you know, not spending an arm and a leg, but are still feeling great about kind of what they're presenting on, you know, whether it be on Facebook, Instagram, and just advertising in the world or when someone walks in their doors, um, especially on a special event like Christmas or Easter or something like that.
0: That's incredible. And I mean, I've been on your website, looked at everything that you guys are putting out and the design is top notch. Like it's the quality of the work that, that you guys are equipping churches with um, for the price tag is absolutely incredible. And I love how you're partnering with churches in that way. You know, if somebody wanted to connect with PixelKit Media, where should they go?
1: Um, our website is really easy to remember, pixelkitmedia.com. Um and then, in our, uh, you can follow us on Instagram uh, the same way. We um, try to put out, you know, quotes and verses and lyrics from songs and things like that on uh, on Instagram. And um, it's just at PixelKit Media uh, there. And you can even follow along if you follow find one of the becoming me yeah. um, Instagram posts. I think Emily's tagged us a couple times in oh, uh, yeah. in some of the stuff that she shared.
0: Absolutely, I love it. Well, hey Taylor, thank you so much for sharing your story. How you're becoming the tailor that God made you to be. Um, you know, it's it's a privilege to call you and Heather my friends, and um, I just I love this becoming journey together. So, thank you.
1: Yeah, same on our end. Thanks so much for having me, Emily.
0: <music> to learn more about Taylor and connect with him visit the podcast episode page on our website at creativechurch.com. That's crtvchurch.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network. For more information about Becoming Me, visit us at becomingme.tv. Also connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with at becomingme.tv. And you can connect with us at creativechurch.com. Again, that's crtvchurch.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Creative Church.